Chao. Bienvenido a Casa de Calari. Uh, hello. Welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you are listening to this podcast. I need you to come on in and sit down on this couch because I'm about to vent, okay? I'm just about to air certain things out because I'm not in the mood this week. (laughs) And I'm going to share with you why, what I'm going through. And so, yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this podcast. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and preface this podcast by saying this is going to be one of those podcasts where I'm just going to be like saying whatever is on my mind and on my chest because I'm sensing that I need to vent and let it out um, because everything that I'm holding in is honestly affecting me. So yeah, it's going to be one of those podcasts where I'm just going to be saying what's on my chest and airing it out because I need it. I just need an outlet right now. I need it. Uh, So yeah, welcome to week, the week five recap of sustainable living. Um, This is a series that I am doing this year where each week I am going to come to this podcast and report what happened in the week. What did I see? What did I learn? What was significant? What went on? Uh, This is uh, one of the reasons why I'm doing this is to basically... Uh, grow closer to God because one of my goals life goals is to live a sustainable life where I'm not oh my gosh I'm on fire for Jesus and then the next day or the next two weeks I like fall off and now I'm not living like a balanced life like the whole purpose of this is to orient my life around goals and oriented around you know what are the things that I want to have for my life and let me do that consistently let me find balance in my approach to life so that I can live my life sustainably I think a lot of the times let's just say for instance one of my other goals is to work out and sometimes my approach to working out is like oh my gosh I'm gonna cut all this stuff out of my diet and I'm gonna work out every single day That's not sustainable and therefore I don't end up achieving that goal. So this is a way that I am pacing myself to just live in the moment, live in each day of that week, do what is required and hold myself accountable by trying to orient my life with balance. You feel it? Yeah, I feel it too. So with that being said, I don't know where my brain was going, but that's basically what I have aimed to do this week. Starting off, because the way that I like to do it so far, I still haven't found my flow, but some sometimes I go through each day and I talk about the significances of each day. Then I talk about the weekly overarching themes of what stood out this week, what was significant about this week. And then I go into what was spiritually significant. Uh, I really am not going to go into detail about what happened each day because I honestly cannot tell you what happened each day. There is nothing sticking out to me, even though we already know that each week holds significance and each day holds significance. But 
what I will tell you is that this week a lot happened in my professional life where my personal life kind of took a backseat like last week there was so much happening in my personal life like I got to explore so many things that I really enjoy I got to explore new music I got to explore new youtubers I got to explore this one girl that you know gave a really encouraging message so it fed my spirit like last week everything was feeding me personally this week everything was feeding me professionally uh but on the back end there were a lot of personal internal things that were going on a lot of things weren't going on externally so let's start with the whole professional happenings of what happened this week okay i'm pulling out my notes so on monday this week i went to campus so if you don't know i am a peer mentor so that means uh i have a campus job on my campus where i sit in on um specific cornerstone class which basically at my college every first year student has to take this class called cornerstone and it's just there to give you career development it's designed to uh exposed you to the different tools and resources that the school has to offer and it's just like supposed to prepare you and set the tone for your academic career and so me having passed this class i now have the opportunity to become a peer mentor where i can act as like a student aide a peer mentor and mentor certain students through this first year process uh based off of what i have experienced in my first year process based off the trainings xyz um so on mondays and wednesdays i have two peer mentor classes that i peer mentor in on mondays and wednesdays uh and on mondays i go to one class at 12 and then on wednesdays i go to another class at 12 and then on mondays and wednesdays at 1 50 i have the same class i hope this is making sense but anyways i'm saying this because i haven't been able to make it to the monday peer mentor class that i have which is evans uh, i haven't been able to make it to evans class in like since the the what do you call it since the since the semester started because when our semester started it started on a wednesday so i didn't get to go to the monday class that first week of school then the second week of school i got covid so i stayed home that whole week i could not come in in person to visit the class on monday then the following monday it was martin luther king jr day on monday so the school was closed so again i did not get to visit that class in person all the other classes the other class that i visit on wednesdays at 12 got to meet those every single day or you know minus the time that i had covid and then the same thing with my one 50-ish class I got to meet them both on even though I didn't get to see them on a Monday I did get to see them on Wednesdays anyways this week was the first week that I was in person in Professor Evans Cornerstone class peer mentor and I have to say I have some notes I really enjoy his class the most out of all the classes that I've had so far it's no real big differences between it I just like the classroom culture in his class when I came in it was already established so I felt like I was coming in to like oh y'all are already kind of like form y'all a buzz or whatever and I'm kind of coming in 
but it didn't feel daunting like oh my gosh they're already established like I can't find my footing and I think that the students respond well to Professor Evans like I feel like they actually like him and I feel like he likes them I, I don't know I feel like they have a connection together as a class and as students and between the professor and stuff and I really enjoyed seeing that and how he joked with them but then how he was straight up and I don't know it's a cool dynamic that I like uh, I really enjoyed his uh, lecture. It really was encouraging me because even though he was talking to the students about paying attention to detail and not just doing things to get the job done or just to complete the assignment, but actually exploring to see how you how else can you benefit from this, not just looking at it from a one sided perspective of I got to get this assignment so done, so I'm only going to do what is necessary. And that really encouraged me to, one, make sure that I'm paying attention to the details so that I am setting a, sand, a standard in meeting it as a peer mentor. Like, making sure that I'm not, like, slacking off, being like, oh, they're not going to pay attention to that. So I'm not going to put as much energy into that. Or I'm not going to take the extra time to make sure that I'm checking my grammar or checking the formatting or whatever. Because, oh, it's just a small mistake with spacing. Like, no, taking the extra mile to make sure that whatever I'm doing, it looks good and it's presentable and it is on par with the standards that have been set. Uh, so that was really cool. Again, I just enjoyed the class. Tuesday, I literally cannot remember anything that happened on Tuesday like I know things happened but I cannot remember anything that happened Wednesday I went back on campus again but instead of going to Evans I was supposed to go to Professor Schultz uh cornerstone class but she ended up getting sick so she canceled class on Wednesday so that meant that I was available between 12 and 1 something on Wednesday and at first I was like oh I got a couple of extra hours I can leave the house later in order to make it to my last peer mentor class but then I thought about it I'm like this is a prime opportunity for me to come back into Evan's class and I remember on Monday he was talking about them doing a mock interview and I was like oh my gosh it sucks that I'm gonna have to miss this da -da 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 -da, xyz xyz it sucks that I will have to miss this. Uh, but what happened? But I had the opportunity to come in. So I came in and this is where a Kamala came in. But I'm going to talk about this later. Uh, but yeah, came in. I got to interview students in the mock interview. It was actually a cool experience because I had never really been. Well, let me stop lying. I have been on the interviewing position before. I've sat on a couple of panels in SGA, not in SGA, but in General TC, um, you know, interviewing certain students that came in for a certain position. That actually is bringing back some funny memories. <laughs> Oh my gosh. If I was talking about this with Manny and Hilda or something like that, we would both be laughing at this point. But anyways, I have sat on some interviewee come on city states, but I haven't done that in a while. And that was an interview for uh what do you call it? For a rank position. So it was more technical, but anyways, whatever. Did that cool, got to interact with so many students. I really enjoyed how like I've been finding my footing and it hasn't been as awkward to talk to the students in that class. Like they're super sweet and nice and like they actually 
are cool so yeah um I forgot to mention on Monday, I had my first in-person office hours, which I was not anticipating because my office hours are virtual. But on Monday after class, three students came up to me. They're asking me questions. And one of them was like, are you available to work on the resume together? I was like, okay, cool. Uh, And I was like, yeah, I'm available on Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays on Zoom. We can set up a time. She said, is that your preference? And I could sense that she wanted to meet in person. So I'm like, I'm not coming on campus on Tuesday and Thursday because I'm not on the campus. So I'm here now after my last class. Are you available at three? We can meet up. She ended up telling me, yeah, we can meet up. So I went to the uh, student engagement office. Mitchell was there and uh, he actually got to help me. uh, Como se say help her and yeah it was a cool little situation whatever whatever cool 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 poop 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 I'm trying to think Wednesday I ran a lot of errands after I got out of class I remember I think Wednesday Monday is also when I went to go talk to Lisa yeah I went to go talk to Lisa at the student of international education i want to go talk to her because i was asking her some questions about how a student wanted to know more information about study abroad and i was coming to see if like there were still spots available and i'm very happy that i was able to do that because i feel like i'm forming a great work connection like i'm basically networking at this point with lisa without even trying but it's because i'm actually really utilizing her as a resource so she's seeing my face a lot and so she's getting to know me and i'm getting to know her and i like that i'm able to like lean on her um one thing that's significant about that is that I was telling my mom, I was like, I feel like the mantle is getting passed me because last semester when I first found out about the study abroad program, my former professor told me about it. Cool. She gave me the information to the whatever. And then she told me to go to the study abroad table. When I went to go learn more about the study abroad table at the beginning of the semester, I saw this girl that I used to go to high school with. Her name is Perla, but she goes by Ivy. So she saw me and she recognized me. She was like, oh my gosh, hi, it's nice to see you again. Are you interested in studying abroad? I was like, yeah, I'm interested in going to Italy with, um, you know, the professor that's teaching that class. She was my old professor, right? And so she was like, oh my gosh, I went to Italy last summer. It was a great experience. She was giving me all the details, like not in that one session, but in that one session for sure that's what really sold me low-key on filling out that application because I told myself if I don't fill out the application I'll never do it and I'll never have the opportunity so I have to do this now unless just I can make this decision no if I don't want to later but she's the one that was giving me so much information like yeah you can use your refund check if you have that you know it's a great experience we got to travel on the weekends you know what I did I would cook during the week and only eat out like a couple of days of the week and I would just cook for my whole roommates yeah you could just like she was giving the like the student perspective of it which I really value so much and so I had seen Perla not Perla Ivy a couple of uh more times throughout the semester like at the zoom meeting talked to her again I saw her when I went to the um 
to the office to talk to Lisa. She's the one that introduced me to Lisa. I would have been introduced to Lisa regardless, but her introducing me to Lisa with me next to her, I felt more comfortable. And she was like, yeah, Lisa is the person you'll talk to her all the time. Like go to her, you'll help her. And I'm literally finding myself doing that this semester. And I saw Perla a couple of more times last fall. Fast forward this semester, I'm talking to Lisa. I'm sitting in my um, payment and we go downstairs and we're just kind of like making small talk. She was like, oh, too bad. Your friend, she left. She already transferred. I didn't even know that she transferred because that girl ain't my friend. That's my associate. Perla. Uh, Ivy, sorry. Uh, so I just found out that Ivy transferred to FGCU. So she's not even there anymore. So now I'm finding myself on this other end where I'm like promoting the student, what do you call it? I'm promoting the study abroad program at my school. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling the kids in my peer mentor classes like, yes, this is a great opportunity. You should do this. Take it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I was telling my mom, I feel like the mantle was passed to me and I don't even know it because Ivy already transferred. So I have all of this information that Ivy gave me that I can now give to other people. And hopefully somebody after I transfer will take the mantle too. You know what? I'm just now realizing this too. Maybe Ivy impacted a lot of other people where they have the same information as well. And they're like wanting to promote and share that as well. So she really created a domino effect. So kudos to Ivy for sure. Uh, But yeah, Friday was... I don't know what am I doing. Wednesday, cool, whatever. I don't even know what happened on Wednesday. I just went shopping after that. It, it, it's significant in its own right, but it's not something that stood out to me. Thursday, I did like an all-nighter, kind of, not really, but I did stay up later than usual to get things done. And that's cool. Friday, the same situation. Oh, this is something that I wanted to talk about. I know I kind of ranted so long on that when it kind of felt unnecessary, but just just follow me. What I wanted to say about this week is that I found that this week has been a really big observation and adapting week and I kind of started that last week of recognizing that there are certain things in my rhythm that just don't work anymore and I'm really realizing that certain things in my rhythm really do not work and I need to do a shift so let me tell you about some of the um, adjustments that I'm making and then I'm going to circle back to the point that this makes so I have a weekly work rhythm of each week on Mondays before I leave to go to campus at 11. I'll try to work on certain like assignments just to get a head start and get my feet wet so that I'm not just starting on Tuesday. Um, so the way that I like to do it, I have two personal classes that I'm taking this semester. I'm taking a um, building stronger families and communities class and then I'm taking a uh, environmental science class right so human services and environmental science in since the beginning of the semester I've been starting with human services first right because that is the one that's technically due sooner because it's due on Sundays right and then after I have finished work for those classes primarily like that's what I give my my main focus to sometimes I'll work on environmental science but that's what I'm giving my main focus that I'm starting with and then 
you know, around late Tuesday, Wednesday really is when, um, really Thursday is when I actually fully get into environmental science. That's when I start environmental science homework, right? Because technically it's due later. It's due on Tuesday the following week each week. So I'm like, because it's due later, I should do that one last. But environmental science actually takes more energy out of me and it takes more brain power out of me. And I actually have to do more like active work with it. And because of that, I think I need to switch it where I start that at the beginning of the week so that by the time it's Wednesday, which I basically have not a lot of time because my whole the whole big chunk of my day is taken up on Wednesday because I wake up I have like two hours to work before I leave and then I go to campus and then by the time I'm out of campus um, it's like already three o'clock by the time I get home it's probably like 3 30 by the time I shower and all that kind of stuff it's probably like 4 30 now five o'clock and then by the time xyz xyz it's time for me to go to sleep like it's not a lot of time to really work on Mondays and Wednesdays and that's why I designate Tuesdays and Thursdays um, I hope I'm, I'm not explaining this the correct way, but whatever. The moral of the story is I need to start switching it and doing environmental science first because it takes more energy out of me. And I, I have been finding myself depleted by Thursday and it's like I can't finish really much and then I find myself like oh my gosh on Friday it's the same type of situation. There are meetings in the beginning of my day in the prime time of my day that just takes my time it feels like I can't do anything um so yeah and I'm gonna start doing my human services later because realistically they're both due at the same time in my head because I like to work within one work week I don't like to extend things to the next Tuesday that week or the next Wednesday I don't like that everything is due on Sunday in my head and that's how I like to accomplish things so I might as well just do it that way so that's the first thing that I have been observing and accommodating, like the rhythms in my como se dice um, schedule. And then there's this whole thing of like my peer mentor prep. Each week I have to prep like announcements for each of the classes. And it's been a little bit different this semester because I'm actually in person. So I'm getting real feedback from the professors of like, what do you want me to talk about? Da, 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 da. Certain professors are different. So on Mondays, I make a general event calendar announcement that is informing all of the students of what is happening on this week. And I go over the event calendar announcement. So that's pretty general. But then on Wednesdays, I make an announcement that's pretty much tailored to the class and their needs where I provide them with certain tips and I expose them to certain resources that are available on campus. And a lot of the times I try to make those tips and resources applicable to what is happening this week or in the upcoming weeks. So say, for instance, if they have an assignment where they need to print out a resume, I'm going to tell them about how there is student printing available on campus. And if you have your book card, you can just swipe it. And if you load money onto it, you can purchase the student printing that way. A lot of kids don't know that that's available to them and that they can actually print on campus or they may know that is the thing, but they don't know where to find it. So that's an example of of what I would do in my Wednesday announcements. But depending on the class, those Wednesday announcements are a little bit different. So I have to like 
plan more it is not just like mindless like oh I know I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to do this for all three classes so it's like no this class talked about this last week so I'm going to have to make a whole nother Wednesday announcement for them then a whole nother Wednesday announcement for this person and that person and then it's this other layer of like videoing because I can't because I have three classes but two of them they conflict with time so on one day I go to the first class, which is on Monday, I go to Evans, and then on Wednesdays, I go to Schultz. In order to accommodate the fact that I'm not going to be in those classes on on the other day, are you following me? Like, certain classes, when you take it, it's a Monday, Wednesday class, or a Tuesday, Thursday class. So, Evans has a Monday, Wednesday class, but I am only able to be in his class on Mondays. Schultz has a Monday, Wednesday class at 12 p.m., but I am only able to be in her class on Wednesdays because on Mondays, I'm in Evans. You know what I mean? Follow me on that one. So, because I'm going to be missing the other class in Evans and Schultz class, I make an announcement, a video announcement, where I record you know video, basically screen record my screen going over the same announcement that I would have made in person if I were there in person and then the professor shows it to the class on that perspective day when I am not in class so there's a whole added layer of having to record and I'm finding that my current schedule has it where I como se dice um what happens my current schedule has it where on Thursdays I'm supposed to do the doc prep which preps my document to you know basically be recorded and what am I going to go over and putting all that stuff on the document um and then Fridays I'm supposed to record before I go to my SGA meeting at 12 o'clock because I know by the time I'm done with the SGA meeting I'm gonna have to leave the house to get my nephew he may be watching tv da, 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 da. sometimes I can do it in the afternoon but usually in the afternoon my family is home um so that's the schedule but I never end up doing the doc prep on Thursday and then I always end up like doing something else before SGA meetings on Friday where I cannot like record on Friday mornings so that I'm finding myself like delayed and I can't record until Sunday because Friday evenings I'm either with my family people are playing their little music because it's like in the afternoons it's the weekend time they're playing their music so it's probably like background noise and stuff like that then on Saturdays is my Sabbath and so then it leaves me to have to do everything on Sunday which is kind of crazy so I desperately need to switch up my rhythm in the way that I do things because the way that it's happening right now is not sustainable and that's the whole point not even of this series it's the whole point of life you observe life you observe what is working and what is not working and you find a way to make it sustainable and that's like in the most like not profound way at all but another thing that I wanted to highlight about this week is that with this I've been having to try to find new systems to help me aid in this process so I told myself I have access to pretty much all of the weekly calendars before each of the weeks come. So why don't I make me a little like template where each week it's like already listed out for me and all I have to do is edit the different events that I want to highlight. Why don't I look ahead at the syllabus and see what assignments are, do they have coming up so that I can pre-plan what tips and reminders I want to come on to say give on that given week because that's really 
what takes a lot of time. And if I had that already written down and ready, I could record at essentially any time of that day as long as I go through the material and know what I'm going to say. You know what I mean? So yeah, I know that I've been talking a lot and I'm almost tempted to like do a part two. But honestly, this is more so for me than for anyone else. And so yeah, that was pretty much my professional week in a nutshell. Let's talk about some of the internal things that are happening because it's been a real internal week for me where I've been having so much like conflict and this morning when I woke up I definitely was like in a mood and I kind of don't like being in that space because it's so negative and it makes me so sad but that was the space that I was in and I was just kind of like brooding to a degree because there's a lot going on so let me read my notes so that I can orient my thoughts Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is actually like a highlight, so it's not really fitting for what I just, I last stated about me brooding, but one thing that I wanted to highlight that I was very proud of myself of this week is the fact that I was actively choosing confidence. Um, Last semester, I remember when I took my um, personal and social adjustment class and we were talking about self-confidence or we were talking about self-awareness and things like that. And I was telling them how, oh, we were talking about self-confidence and self-esteem. And I was telling them about my whole dilemma of like not knowing how to exude confidence, but then having a certain love and value for myself, but then not knowing how to showcase that to the world. And I was telling them about how like sometimes I have to literally choose confidence and choose exuding that. And so that's what I did this week. There are multiple times where I literally found myself being like, I'm just going to have to be confident. Like, what am I going to do? Not be confident? I don't have time for that. Like in those moments, it was not plausible for me to be um, insecure in that moment or not confident in the morning. Like I had to be confident in that moment because what, what is the other option? It reminds me of that Rihanna video where the interviewer interviewer was asking her like, what do you do when you wake up and you don't feel your best or something like that? And she was like, um, fake it, (laughs) fake it. What am I going to do? Cry. And nobody has time for crying. And to a degree, I kind of understand her sentiment. Like, not to put on a front but sometimes you just have to step into it so it's not even like you're really putting on a front you're more so stepping into it even though you didn't really want to or you didn't feel like you were able to step into it you step into the confidence and you become it because what else are you going to do sit here and cry about it or do something that's super inconvenient to help yourself like not help yourself I'm not voicing it the right way but let me give you some examples of moments in this week where I actively chose confidence instead of choosing to be insecure and like having to do so much to just like to be myself like to not be myself in a degree so on Wednesday as I said before, we had a mock interview in Evan's class. And so he told the students to wear professional development, or not professional development, but um, business casual attire. And so me being a peer mentor, I wanted to match the energy of the class. And so I'm like, let me put on a business casual attire. So I put on some black slacks and a black turtleneck. Normally, I do not just wear 
a black turtleneck with those particular slacks because the turtleneck that I was wearing was pretty like snug and fitted to the body. Normally, I would wear a blazer with those slacks. You know what I mean? Because the slacks weren't really like loose fitting. So the whole outfit was a bit fitted. And I remember putting on the, um, putting on the, what do you call it? On the turtleneck and feeling like, oh my gosh, there are so many rolls on my back. Like I feel like wearing this turtleneck is making me super broad. And like, if I stand up straight or whatever, it's like all of these rolls are on my back. And then I wanted to like put on a blazer, but the blazer did not go with the outfit at all. And it just wasn't working. And it would have been inconvenient for me to como sedice have to go through so much to cover up that small part of my body that maybe some people are hyper focused on or maybe some people are not. At the end of the day, it wasn't a situation where I felt extremely uncomfortable. It was more so of like, what happens if somebody notices this? And it's like, I noticed this. So what happens if somebody else notices this? In that moment, I was like, I'm just going to have to be confident today. I'm going to stand up in front of the class. And if they see a freaking back roll, they'll just see it. Whatever, because this is what we're doing today. And this is what I wanted to wear today. And this is what I have to wear today. And at the end of the day, I kind of felt good at it. So I was like, let me do this. Are you guys following like my thought process of what usually happens in my particular instances where sometimes it's not even that I am particularly uncomfortable. It's more so that I'm uncomfortable because I don't know what how I will be received. It's always outward for me. It's never really internal. And I don't know, like I feel like this dilemma is not exclusively a Kamari thing but I think it's definitely like something that I go through for sure where a lot of the times my insecurities and my instability is based off of outward instead of based off of inward because if it was up to me I would be like that's not that big of a deal if it wasn't that big of a deal to them you know what I mean I don't know the second time that I had to choose confidence is when you have to stand up in front of a class and give a presentation. Like, there's two choices in this moment. Either, like, cower and shake and, you know, feel anxious in that moment. Or do what needs to be done is stand up in front of the class and Como City say, give the presentation and give it confidently like I know what I'm doing. A lot of the times I feel like I have to take the more shy approach because I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be too bold. I don't want to be too come off as too confident, which in turn is too cocky or whatever. I don't want to feel like, oh, I am, I know what I'm doing and I'm basically trying to be your professor. I don't want to feel like that. So let me try to like, you know, bring it down a little bit but like no who I am is that when I give a presentation I'm going to give the presentation let me get a presentation I had to tell myself choose confidence in this moment because this is an area where you excel don't try to dim down that part of of your strengths because you feel like it may be perceived as too strong that's something that you can definitely do so again I kind of felt nervous because I kind of was worried about how would I be received not really about like the whole like the instance itself this is another thing that i've been noticing this week my vocabulary is so limited and it messes me up because it's not even really my vocabulary that is a big component of it but just like my speech it be 
failing me basically I don't feel like I am articulating my thoughts the way that I want to and I think that that leaves so much room for misinterpretation and it leaves so much room for people to take it another way and it's like if only you could just see my thoughts because this is how I have it in my head and I just don't feel like I am expressing it the way that it needs to be expressed like I just don't I don't think that I'm articulating my thoughts well so bear with me on that. Um, so yeah, I've been choosing confidence. It's been a process. And you know what? I did not feel horrible. Because it's like, what am I supposed to do? This is my body at this moment. Like, I, this is how I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to be confident where I am now until we can work on a little back rolls. But until then, this is what I got to wear. This is what I'm going to wear. And I like these pants and they make me look good. So this is what we're going to have to go to despite having the back rolls. That was basically the moral of the story. Next thing that I have to talk about is, I don't know if I should start over. Not start over, but like, I don't know. Should I make this another? This is technically all week three. Whatever. Okay. And a part of me, the reason why I am not really like eager to start it over is because what I'm about to talk about next is going to be a little bit vulnerable. So I would rather it be buried in this podcast. So only the people who are willing to listen you know long enough to get to the end and to see what I have to say we'll get to witness this you know what I mean so it's like it's gonna be a treat for the people who actually care um and I think that that's telling I know there's a lot of things that I'm not saying but I'm just hoping that you're catching on to the drift you know I'm willing to have this be super long because it lessens the chances of people seeing this vulnerable part of myself that I'm about to share I felt like that hit the mark well okay so lately I have been struggling with a bit of insecurity, as I just was talking about, but more so in the romantic sector, because while I did feel a little bit insecure, which actually let me come back around to this point and let me actually touch on the other point first. So to that point. Not only in my romantic sector has I been feeling insecure, but also just in general, I've been finding myself this week questioning questioning myself a lot. Like, questioning myself a lot. (laughs) And I just have been feeling so uneasy um, and not sure about how am I being received. Like, and I want to move out of this space really quickly because I don't want to sit in this space because I know exactly what it feels like. And I've experienced this before. You cannot let yourself sit here and be worried about how you're being received to everybody because it's going to drive you crazy. I've already went through this and I don't want to sit in this longer than I need to. But that's the reverting back to sophomore Kamari, high school Kamari. That's what I'm feeling. Worried about how am I being received? How am I coming off? How am I being received? Am I a good peer mentor? I hope that I'm not coming off as condescending or arrogant. Um, um, am I mean? Like all of these things. Am I being perceived as a team player or am I being perceived as someone who doesn't really want to be a part of the team and work hard? You know what I mean? Like how am I being perceived? How am I being received? And so that's been something that's been heavy on me always questioning myself like earlier this this week after going to Evan's class I was like 
how am I being like, am I a good peer mentor? Because I was recognizing that there's a lot of space for me to grow. And I was like, dang, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm really like stepping up to the plate because the way that I do things is not the way that everybody else do things. And it's also been a real like factor in this and like, I don't know, a catalyst to these questions that I've been having of like, am I a good peer mentor? Am I X, Y, Z? It's the basis of that has been me noticing that I don't operate like everybody else operates. And so I'm like, they're operating like that. Should I be operating like that in order to be X, Y, Z? Should I be operating like this in order to be the peer mentor? But then I have to remind myself, and sometimes when you actually just take a moment to observe, you can actually see a lot of the significance in every part of everything. I was realizing that I don't know this for sure, but me being who I am is just literally who I am. And this brings me to this week's Como Se Dice affirmation that I had to say at some point this week. And I loved it and it has stuck with me. And this helps me to reduce anxiety and like just thinking so much about how you receive. I am my own person. I am on my own journey. And what that speaks to me is that I am my own person. So how I do things is going to be particular to Kamari. Like it's going to have a Kamari flair on it. The way that I make my announcements, the way that I give them, the way that I organize the information to give it to the students, it's going to be Kamari because this is me, Kamari formulating this obviously it's going to be influenced by so many people but at the same time the way that I do things is not going to be exactly the same as the way that another peer mentor does it because I am not them and they are not me I am my own person so therefore I should give myself permission to do things how I do it as long as it's getting the job done it is doing it to the degree that it needs to be done are you following me so yeah that's been really speaking to me and I've been affirmed especially in certain areas like anytime that I have been questioning myself to a degree like especially in this little peer mentor sector I've been affirmed where I remember it was I think it was Wednesday or Thursday Thursday <clears throat> or maybe Tuesday one of these days this week a student asked me a question about the study abroad application so naturally, I'm like, I don't know this answer, but I can get in touch with Lisa and see what she has to say. So I'm emailing Lisa, asking her about this specific question. She's thinking I'm talking about something else. So she's like, just give me a call. I give her a call and I tell her the situation. A student is asking me about this uh, question on the um, on the application. I just wanted to clear it up so that I could give them the, the correct information to help them in this way. Da, 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 da. Also XYZ. And she's like, wow, you're such a sharp. She, I don't know what she said. She was like, you're such a good helper or something like that. Like basically commending my um, work with being so helpful to the students, which is literally my job. Uh, and then she was like, do you want a job? <laughs> and we both laughed because she knows I'm already a peer mentor. But that really did affirm me in the fact that like, while there are a lot of places where I need to grow, I am meant to be here. This is what I do. I I help. Whenever somebody needs help, I'm going to go above and beyond to get them the answer. And that reminded me immediately that like, you're doing what needs to be done. There are still room to grow and there are still many places that I need to learn. And I'm so open to the opportunity. But at the same time, I'm not going to come most of these say, uh, 
not value what I already bring to the table. You know what I mean? And so that is a point. Now let's swerve back over. This is so unorganized, but I just don't have time for this. So just bear with me. So with that being said, let's go back to the main topic that's been on my head. I had a encounter earlier this week that just really shook me more than I wanted to like and it wasn't like it shook me in that particular moment but it was more so of like the remnants of it are still evident and that tells me that it shook me more than I wanted to if you are you following me like something happens and the instant itself wasn't monumental so then that leads you to believe, oh, that wasn't that big of a deal. Like, that was just, you know, one instance. You know, that really, really didn't affect me how it, you know, da 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 But then, if you find yourself thinking about it the whole entire week, if you find yourself mulling on it the whole entire week, even though you may have felt like the original instance may have not been monumental, evidently it is because the remnants are still there and you're still thinking about it. You're still on that. That's me. I'm still on that. And I don't know why. Well, I know why I'm still on it. But at the same time, I do not know why I'm still on that. And that's what's kind of like getting to me. So that speaks to this point that I'm about to make. Lately, I have been struggling with a with feeling a bit insecure, namely in the commodity, say romantic sector. And it's like, let's just talk about my real feelings for a second. Let's just talk about these real feelings for a second. It totally sucks to like someone and not know if they like you back. It sucks to just like someone and want them to reciprocate feelings towards you and you're not seeing that. It sucks and it feels like a rejection. And you know what sucks even more than that is not knowing if they because it's always that como sedice small percentage that maybe they do like you but they're just not in the position where they're wanting to step out or maybe they're you know shy or maybe they're intimidated it's always like that small percent of like maybe there's a chance but I'm not seeing anything clicking so it's just telling me that it's a no-go and I hate that it's a no-go because I like you why you don't like me back like why you not carrying and for me when I see no reciprocation, that just means that you don't like me, period. Like, I don't care even if it is a commodity, say, percentage. I'm just going to take it as you don't like me. And that sucks because I am just in that moment where you kind of feel like, dang, like, dang, like, why are you not seeing it? Like, I was seeing it. Like, why are you not seeing it? Why are you not doing what needs to be done? Like, why are you not? you know reciprocating and it sucks it really really does suck and I think for me what's hard is that I really wish that I had physical evidence of like either words being like nah I don't like you that way or just like being able to really catch a real vibe like an overwhelming feeling I'm very much in tune to people and I can really tell if you don't like me like that I can tell when you get a girlfriend I'm like okay that's my son they close that's good um or if you just tell me like nah, or if you're not really picking up the commodity say pie as much, and I actually think that I have the answer, but I'm not looking at the answer because I have the answer. I'm kind of putting in effort, and they're not reciprocating, so that's telling me that no. But 
I'm not seeing it as that. So I'm thinking that there's still an opportunity. I'm literally behaving like my friend Manny right now. He's always like, if only they would just like give me an answer. And they're giving you an answer. We just need to see. So I'm just going to see. You know what I mean? It's a no-go. And the bottom line is that that sucks. You know what I mean? Or at least a no-go at this moment. I don't know. Um, But that's been making me feel super like insecure. And that's only natural. You know what I mean? It happens to the best of us. If someone you like does not reciprocate, it makes you feel some type of way. It's human nature. Because you really value them and you want them to see the value in you. And if they're not doing that, then it's almost like, "Mm," for a split second, well, is there value? Now, we know that that's dangerous, so we're not going to let that sit deeply into our souls and, you know, emanate out of us. But that's what happens in a humanly response. That's what happens. And obviously, we have to combat with rationale and say, no matter if they like you or not, it doesn't mean that your value is no longer there because they don't like you. You know what I mean? Like, it's still there. They just don't happen to like you. And those don't have to be correlated and linked. But sometimes I like to link it so much. I am not speaking the way that I want to, but it's, it's just evident of my mental state right now. <sighs> but honestly, I just, this is what aggravates me the most. I don't like pining after people who are not pining after me, basically. I truly do not like unrequited love. The second I find out you don't like me, I don't like you. But for some reason with this one person, it's kind of like, I still like you. And if only you liked me back, I would be great. (laughs) I truly hate unrequited love, but like, it just is what it is. Um, So that's aggravating me because I just wish that I could kind of like scrape on, but nah whatever learning lessons I think that I'm becoming a person that seeks affirmation um, as well as acts of service for me if anyone does anything for me I am instantly I first of all if anyone does anything for me I instantly think you love me I do I think you do (laughs) it's crazy but I truly do think that you love me. I do. So don't be doing nothing around me if you or nothing for me if you don't want me to think that you love me. Because I truly do be equating that. And if there are no familiar ties, I immediately equate that to romantic love. Like it could just never be a platonic love if there are no familiar ties. And that's dangerous. But that's truly how I operate. Um, so acts of service for sure, but now I'm finding myself, um, seeking some type of other affirmation because a lot of the times I'll be doing something or saying something, not even in the romantic sector, just in a general sector, more so in the professional sector. I'll be talking on Zoom, I'll be stating my case, and then I'll be quiet and no one will say anything after I'm done talking. Little do they know, I'm equating that in my head to like, did I say something wrong? Are y'all not liking what I said? Do y'all think that I'm being too powerful in this conversation? Like, why aren't y'all affirming me and being like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm." like no type of verbal cues at all. That's unsettling for someone like me. But that's besides the point. 
I'm almost done with this because I honestly don't know what to say. I think what I'm going to do is I definitely am going to come back in a separate podcast to talk about this because I think that it's worth exploring. But I basically wanted to talk about how I think that I have formed an insecure attachment, but I do not think it's in a general arcing. I think that it is within a specific romantic sector. And I'm going to break down the links between that because for so long, Como City say the theorist have theorized that there are like three main attachment styles and those attachment styles are formed at Como City say birth and based on how your parents have treated you that's what attachment style you form and that's how you approach and it affects all of your relationships and how you approach things in every single relationship and I don't think that that's necessarily true because I see the Como City say remnants but I I need to do more reflecting on myself as a case study even though we know that this is not general for everybody but i'm going to use myself as a basis um of things because i think that this is going to help me because i oftentimes find myself always feeling in conflict because what it said i don't fit into what it said because it's like that's partially true but that doesn't fit me fully because look at this section you know what I mean like I feel confident over here but in this section I do not feel confident why is that the disconnect you know what I mean and I think that just goes without saying like nothing is universal and there's so many factors that play into it but I don't think that we emphasize that enough um so yeah uh let's see what else is on my list I'm going to come back later. I'm going to talk about this. The last thing that I wanted to say is some hobbies that I picked up. I picked up vlogging again this week. And it was really um, fun. I think it helped me pass the time with working at home primarily. Especially on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like, and Fridays. It really helped me to, like, pass the time and show what is happening in my daily life. So, also what I found from that is that. I found that I truly like myself. Like, I truly do. I swear I'm not masking. Please believe me. I will be cracking up at my Como Say D Say self. I I don't know. Like, I really want to research myself and understand myself better. Because one part of me says that I love myself and I truly do like myself. Like, I spend the most time with myself out of anybody. If you look at my Como Sedice Spotify, what do you call it? The first podcast that pops up is Kamari's Place. Like, I truly love to listen to what I have to say. And I think that I'm valuable. And I think that I'm funny. And I think that is XYZ, XYZ. But then a part of Kamari is also like, one, are you masking? Like, is there something subconscious? Like, is this a coping mechanism? I don't know. So I want to explore that to see. Um, and then two, this is what happens on a daily literal basis, not a daily basis, but on a consistent basis with Kamari. The the insecurities that I face and like the doubts that I face are almost always based on outward influence. I like myself, but do they like me? And if they don't like me, now I'm questioning this about myself to a degree. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that, I think that it still is a form of insecurity, but I just don't understand it. You know what I mean? I want to hear more about this. 
because I don't actually believe that. I'm just hyper-focused on what they believe about me. Like, I'm hyper-focused on what is perceived and how am I being received. I don't know. We're going to talk about this later because I just do not have the brain capacity to do this. As always, my friends, peace, positivity, productivity, prosperity, and a God-set perspective to you and everyone you know. Until next time, ciao!